O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling place. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Venite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 49, on page 400. O oh, hear ye this, all ye people, Ponder it with your ears, all ye that dwell in the world. High and low, rich and poor, one with another. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse of understanding. I will incline mine ear to the parable, and show my dark speech upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when wickedness at my heels compasseth me all around. There be some that put their trust in their goods, and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. But no man may deliver his brother, nor give a ransom, ransom unto God for him. For it cost more to redeem their souls, so that he must let that alone forever. That he shall live alway, and not see the grave. For he seeth that wise men also die and perish together, as well as the ignorant and foolish, and leave their riches for other. And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever, and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another, and call the lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, seeing he may be compared unto the beasts that perish. This their way is very foolishness, yet their posterity praise their saying. They lie in the grave like sheep, death is their shepherd, and the righteous shall have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall consume in the sepulchre, and have no abiding. 
But God hath delivered my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Be not thou afraid, though one be made rich, or if the glory of his house is be increased. For he shall carry nothing away with him when he dieth, neither shall his pomp follow him. For while he lived, he counted himself an happy man, and so long as thou doest well unto thyself, men will speak good of thee. He shall follow the generation of his fathers, and shall never see light. Man that is in honor, but hath no understanding, is compared unto the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 31st chapter of the first book of Samuel. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines, and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. Then the Philistines followed hard after Saul and his sons. And the Philistines killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchushiah, Saul's sons. The battle became fierce against Saul. The archers hit him, and he was severely wounded by the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised men come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell on it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul, his three sons, his armor-bearer, and all his men died together that same day. When the men of Israel who were on the other side of the valley and those who were on the other side of the Jordan saw that the men of Israel had fled and Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook the cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. So it happened the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa, and they cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent word throughout the land of the Philistines, proclaim it in the temple of their idols and among the people. Then they put his armor in the temple of the Asherahs, and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. Now when the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and traveled by night, took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan, and they came to Jabesh and buried them there. Then they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree at Jabesh, the past in seven days. Here ended the first lesson. Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths, and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, 
world without end. Amen. Yet the 27th verse, the 20th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then some of the Sadducees that denied there is a resurrection came to Jesus and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies having a wife, and he dies without children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her as a wife and died childless. Then the third took her, and in like manner the seven also. And they left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die any more, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But even Moses showed in the burning bush passage that the dead are raised when he called the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. For he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the, scri some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. But after that, they dare not question him anymore. Here is the second lesson. Benedictus, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Let thy merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of thy humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions. Make them to ask such things as shall please thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in thy same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We skipped a chapter yesterday because it was a feast of St. Bartholomew, and it's a significant contrast with today's lesson, the last chapter for Samuel, where Saul and his sons die in battle because um, clearly the, the Lord is not with them. Saul has rejected um, God in favor of his own anxiousness and compromise and and um, but in the previous chapter, David, it shows David who had you know, been rejected by the Philistines from going into battle with them. He goes back to his camp and finds it's been raided by the Amalekites, and they've taken away all the women and children and all the goods. And in, in that chapter, all the men of David were ready to stone him, rebel against him, because look what happened. And in that tensioned moment, David, it says, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God, he asked the priest to bring, you know, the divining, you know, the, the way you determine God's will and prayed. And so what should we do? And God told them, pursue the Amalekites who've raided you. You'll overtake them and get all the stuff back. David, with God's guidance, goes, uh, raids the Amalekites, gets all their stuff back, plus all the Amalekite stuff that come back with more. And the contrast is that David, it's, it's the irony here in the story is that in this main battle of Israel, God's not in it. The Lord's anointed is, is out in the wilderness with David and his ragtag band of men. And it, it shows, um, as we use this as an analogy for the spiritual life, because what we have is David is the Lord's anointed, and it corresponds with the New Testament lesson where Jesus is clearly the Lord's anointed that David points to, Jesus is also besieged uh, by his enemies here. They're trying to attack him, trying to find a way to get him to trip up, trying to overthrow him. But because he is the Lord's anointed, because he will stay faithful to the Lord, he will conquer his enemies in death and resurrection. Just as David being opposed by Saul, uh, surrounded by enemies, attacked, because he holds on to God, 
remains faithful in his prayer, God delivers him through all of those and he emerges victorious. That's the common spiritual theme that we've, that's run through all of these former prophets uh, and, and the wilderness narrative is that when Israel holds on to God, though there will be trials, wilderness, struggles, um, God will, Israel will emerge victorious through the Spirit of God who will fight for the Israel against her enemies. And that's the model for us in the spiritual life. David, you know, often we feel like David in the wilderness wandering around, besieged, attacked. Sometimes things happen like the Amalekite raid work. How did this happen? But to remember, okay, let's 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 pray about this. Let's remember what does God want us to do? Let's think long term. And and God always uh, leads us in the way that pertains to spiritual victory and ultimate peace. And then we have Saul, who's who in the face of all of the emergencies faced has panicked, had anxiety, made compromises, refused to listen to the to God, and then when he got angry, took out his anger in unrighteous and even extremely evil ways. And so that's this is the whole thing is a lesson for us to. As, as the Lord's anointed, because David is the Lord's anointed, who points to Jesus, the Lord's anointed. And we live in Christ through the Holy Spirit. We are also, through baptism and confirmation, the Lord's anointed. As we stay in our prayer and live this life, we have a, a, an existence in God that cannot be overthrown by any earthly thing. And these tests are meant to prove and test our faith, but God will remain with us and help us uh, emerge victorious. And that's kind of the spiritual lesson of this we, we can't lose sight of. One other site, one other note just about the debate. It's always been funny to me where the you know the Sadducees come and, and, and try to debate Jesus. It's it's a really bad idea to try to enter into a debate with the word of God through whom God in the beginning made the world by speaking. It's it's a losing proposition. But this whole idea about the resurrection, the Sadducees didn't believe in it, and they tried to make it sound silly. And the essential thing Jesus said, a lot is made about this, they'll neither marry nor are given in marriage. It's really problematic to think of the resurrection and life in the world to come in terms of this life. Um, this life is a shadow that points to that. So it won't be, the resurrection won't be like this world where there's just normal families and all that kind of stuff. Somehow, even the, the very sacrament of marriage we know points us to the union of Christ and his church. And there's some larger union we will experience with God and each other that will transcend even these earthly things. But this, the Sadducees errors to try to fit the understanding of the future into their understanding of the present, and it doesn't work that way. The present is a sign that points us to the things God has revealed to us, or a sign that points us to things that are to come. And we know that in all respects, the things to come will be greater and more fulfilling. There'll be the telos of things here. And so any, any sense that we're going to lose something in the resurrection is, is a silly and, and uh, uh, not worthwhile thought. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, 
that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit and in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we pray at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that the words which we have heard this day with our outward ears may through thy grace be so grafted inwardly that our heart in our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruit of good living, to honor, to the honor and praise of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Bishop, Chris, Joel. Good to be with you all. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you, everyone. Have a, have a good day, have everybody. Yes. Bye.